And then, of course, they have plungers because, again, it's a hotel. But by this time, the kid had already boy scouted his way through the toilet. Oh! <laughs> so, like, there are options, is what I'm saying. Like, <sighs> oh my god! And then there's always the garbage can option. There's there's a garbage <gasps> like as a human sized dog. Oh man, I hate this. <laughs> Welcome to 1,000 Crazy Questions, the podcast. I'm your currently sane host, Houston Pierce. This is a podcast for having at least one guest a week and ask them a series of crazy would you rather questions. We get to the psyche of our guests or topics of questions that maybe shouldn't have been explored. And take my questions from the listener or from the list of 1,000 questions, you can submit questions, suggestions at me at 1kcrazyquestions at dmo.com or at 1,000 Crazy Questions on Instagram. That's 1000 on Instagram. I'm also on Twitter at 1k Houston Pierce. Your social media username will get a shout out on whatever social media platform you submitted it on. And yeah, please rate and follow 1,000 Great Questions on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser. If you like what I'm doing, give me some feedback on there. Podchaser specifically is a good place just to leave reviews and find new podcasts like this one. And more about that at the end of the show. All right, with all that out of the way, let's get into the episode this week. With us, we have biomedical engineer, master's degree having in science tech studies, volunteer and judge for the national competitive civics competition escape room designer and artist rock climber cat owner and ultimate frisbee master and cancer survivor ria shroff ria if you would mind introducing yourself to the listeners hi everyone my name is ria that was quite a lot that houston said for me but uh yeah no i i'm just an i like doing things things are fun and i've just uh grabbed a bunch of hobbies and and thrown them all in a plate and this is what shook out. I'm super excited to be here. It's been quite a while since we, we last caught up. So it's good to be uh, back into being in touch with Houston. Cool. Yeah, for sure. What? <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted. No, I was just saying this will be fun. Can you tell the audience a bit about what you do for fun professionally and where you're coming from? Or as, as much oh, as yeah. you want to tell people? Yeah, for sure. So right now I'm working at a small medical device startup. For, for work. So that's been a lot. Of, that's been really interesting and a really fun transition from college work from the product design work we did, which is, you know, right up to the point where things get into the manufacturing space. And so now we're doing the actual like production stuff, which is a really cool extension of everything I, I just spent the last five years learning. And in my free time, like Houston said, I've been rock climbing at the start of the pandemic. I could do a whole pull up. It was it was fantastic. Uh, <laughs> slowly working back to that. Yeah, and I think the the thing I'm most proud of recently is the escape room that I made for my roommate's birthday. That was a whole lot of fun. It was like three months of planning, lots of lots of little things, and I think it went really well. It was like a whole four hour experience. Definitely something I want to do again. Ooh, D and D also fun. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot there. It was definitely fun reading that off. Also, like you made an escape. The fact that you did that is I can't imagine doing anything like that. And you know, it's, it's kind of funny. And I just thought about this. Skate rooms and would you rather are sort of in the same vein of weird, not weird, but out there games. And so, you know, Blumhouse, the the horror movie studio. Um, I'm not familiar with them, actually. I'm not a big horror movie person. Um, oh. I've gotten much more into the comedies and the sappy stuff to uh, the chagrin of younger me. But mm-hmm. <laughs> no, yeah, I think I'm, I'm not a big horror person. I think I'd watch it if someone told me to or someone oh. suggested. You got any suggestions for horror movies? Oh, I have a ton. 
But I was saying, like, Blumhouse, they have a couple movies. Like, they have, uh, oh, what's it called? Uh, I Dare You. No, or like, they have, like, something like Never Have I Ever. Or, yeah, I Dare You. You know, in Escape Room. And one called Would You Rather. Like, a bunch of these games that you play, and they turn into a horror movie. It's really dumb. But they keep making a lot of these movies, and they keep doing it. It's kind oh, of oh yeah, you know, I have heard of the Escape Room movie, and I uh, I heard that it didn't get very good reviews. Yeah, I didn't see it. <laughs> it, just, <laughs> it just looks dumb. I mean, it's Saw, but if dumb. You, but if you put Escape Room on it, yeah, dumb. Yeah, I, mean, Saw I like Saw. Saw yeah. is like the first of its genre, and then like the next eight of them devolved. But Saw Saw one, yeah, I think is worth a watch for sure. Yeah. No, Saw definitely did it first. <laughs> also, there's this one movie, and I maybe said already, it's like they get these really big dumb smile on their face and they kill themselves, and I don't know the name of that movie. I could see it in my head. It's really dumb. Sounds like a, a poor version of Joker's Gas in the Batman universe. Oh, yeah. I'm so glad that you know what that is. Um, I'm a comic book nerd. Oh, my gosh. Or, and just superhero nerd. Well, welcome to this podcast. Yeah, I see your little Superman tag or thumbnail thing. Don't Sorry, tell people probably. what it looks like. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm exposing all your deep, dark secrets. Yeah, don't tell people I, I like that stuff. I'm supposed to be neutral. <laughs> um, anyway, okay, we bantered for a while now. Let's get into the rules of the game for whoever doesn't know. There are two rules to this game slash conversation. Rule number one, you must always answer the question no matter what. If you have no preference towards one or the other, you say the phrase flip a coin, meaning that each choice is 50-50 to you and that one is neither worse or better than the other. But that rarely happens, so it may not get used. Rule number two, whoever asks the question doesn't have to answer it if they choose not to. These rules exist because as the questions become harder to answer, the rules become harder to follow. This week we have a Blue Bin episode, so the questions asked and the topics discussed will be family-friendly. If you want to check out the red version of the podcast where the questions is more raunchy and you're just that type of person, uh, go check them out. They're just as ridiculous, just as insightful, just as crazy, and they're there for you. Otherwise, this is a blue one. There, We will strive not to uh, um, hurt your tender ears with our bad words, So, and we will purposely tone down the questions. Uh, we just want to remind you if you have any different questions for me or any various questions I have asked. This is a conversational podcast, so just let me know. Quick button, pull me this disclaimer to my listeners. Everything is hypothetical. If you are offended by this episode, I can't help you. I'm sorry. There's nothing you can do. I mean, you can at me, but I probably won't respond. It's it's funny, but I say this every episode. I never know what's going to trigger anybody. But the questions asked are all hypothetical and for the interest of exploring your comedy. Lastly, before we begin, lastly, lastly, this is the last thing. Rhea, is there anything that you would like to ask and or declare? Or are there any inherent slash mental biases you know you may have? No biases, I don't think. I'm pretty leftist, but that shouldn't hmm. reflect any of the questions. <laughs> hmm. That's interesting. That's actually the first time anyone's ever said that or said anything like in that realm of like a legit political bias that's kind of cool that you just said that i'm pretty much a bleeding heart liberal as far as uh things go just because you know social issues i feel like line up but i don't oh. i don't think that it's any of the questions we're going for huh that should be good yeah the fact that you even said that straight up interesting Th- there it is you thank you for getting that you for sharing the bias i appreciate it question number one would you rather 
have flame-resistant skin, or have gills under your arms and be able to breathe underwater? Oh, you know, um, this this question makes me think of uh, what's his name from My Hero Academia. There's two of them. There's the guy who goes that goes like who's got hardened skin that, and they the, mm-hmm. in one of the episodes that was recent, he like he's fire resistant, so he beats Todoroki. Um, sorry. Mm-hmm. No, actually, he, his skin doesn't harden. It turns into uh, metal. The hardened guy uh, turns into, he hardens. The other guy you're thinking of turns into metal. And that's why he's able to withstand the heat that Todoroki throws at him when they're oh, in that you. challenge, you know, when they're in that the simulation. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, and the, I remember yeah. that being super cute. They got that from the internship. Sorry. Um, yeah, I think I'd probably go with the, not that though. I think I'd probably go with gills on the arms. Okay. Nice nondescript. Good fun for, uh, you know, I think flying's always been my superpower of choice if I had to just pick one of the basics, but being able to go underwater, go down deep is pretty close to that. So I think gills under the arms would be the way to go. Hmm. Okay. Are you not concerned with it looking gross? I mean, there's it's it's how you look at it, right? I don't know if you've seen the boys yet, but there's this character in the deep. Oh. A big big <laughs> skills. Oh, you've seen it. Yes, I mean he's he's a horrible person and a horrible character. So like, th- there's a reason to dislike him. But I don't think the gills are that bad. You know, you you get used to it. Maybe maybe you don't wear strapless dresses, or maybe you own it. Like girls are going out with the with the strapless dresses and totally unshaved pits. I respect mm-hmm. it. Not been a move I've uh, been able to emulate yet. Mm-hmm. But I think I think you know for the superpower, I'd do it. Hmm. Hmm. And that's better than like the thing skin you'd have to have to be able to harden and be fire resistant. It's not that you have to harden. Is that uh, my, I'm going through puberty. Um, it's not that you have to harden your skin. It's that your skin is just naturally flame resistant. You could put it over the stove or fire and you're not going to catch on fire. You're not. It looks the same then. It looks the same. You're the same. Oh, no, I think I still think the gills are cool, man. I think mm. there's a lot more you can do with that. I mean, okay, There's, I like your reasoning, but there I have several different qualms with what you're okay. saying. Uh, let's let let, hear him. Okay, let's back up to when you said flying is your superpower of choice. Not that flying's not good. I mean, who hasn't wanted you know to fly? But you know, I know you know that if you didn't have invulnerability or the power not to freeze or the power to you know have less oxygen running through your brain, flying becomes very dangerous and very cold and even if you can fly, how fast can you fly? And like, are you Superman flying? Because then you might literally mess up some of the atmosphere, flying to a bird, flying to planes, flying to insects. Are you going to get lost into the sky? Like, do you even know your way back from the sky? And uh, just a bunch of other technical questions that come with flight are just made flight kind of not a good power to me. I mean, that's the whole Icarus question, though, right? Like, how greedy do you want to be with flight? I think that, you know, the fact that you can fly at all could be really cool if you can just appreciate it for the limitations that you have. The same way that you don't drive a car without a front windshield because you're going to go and get smacked in the face with a ton of bugs. And there's nothing saying that I can't wear a spacesuit while going off on a flight or something. And free international travel, man. Come on. Like, going, going everywhere you want, anywhere you want in the world, whenever you want international you're gonna cross an ocean with flying that says that sounds exhausting yeah but like that that's that's where the endurance training comes in i mean if i had okay okay, if okay. I had power like that or 
you know where the landing spots are, where all the oil rigs and stuff in the Atlantic are? Meet some fishermen, make some friends. I mean, okay. But then there's a problem with, are people going to accept you? If they see a flying girl in the sky, are they going to go, shoot her down? She's in our airspace. <laughs> what is that? Freak. <laughs> Again, uh, or a monster you- or whatever. Shoot her. You know, just simply just shoot her. <laughs> I get, I, again, I think it, it's like how high up do you go and like what kind of power, right? So like the way that I always used to dream it. So like this is actually a dream that I, I'd, I'd have a lot as a kid. Okay. Cause I could, I can, I can lucid dream basically whatever I want. So that, that's like one of my favorite ones to go back to. And it's a, okay. it's very much like a floaty flying where you gotta have to, you have to flap your arms like a bird and like every flap gets you up a little bit. And then you're like, and then you slowly start sinking back to earth until you flap again. So that's like, that's the flying that I'm imagining. So that's it's like, it would, Slow. It's pretty slow, uh, slow flying. There's no, there's no Superman flying. No, that, I, that's overrated. I, w- I was definitely going to say that sounds exhausting. That sounds way more exhausting than Superman flying. I mean, yeah, but Superman flying to me just always, it, it looks more ridiculous. It looks more <laughs> unreal. But you're flapping through the air. Like you're literally <laughs> with <Okay>. arms. <laughs> Maybe it looks, that looks more ridiculous, but it feels more plausible that, for the reason that you're in the air. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I okay. mean, Superman just strikes a pose and, and calls it a day and, and, and we're supposed <laughs> to Come on, man. Well, you're flapping. Your wings aren't aerodynamic. I mean, I, I guess you're putting in an effort, which is great, but... Again, uh, that's where the degree comes in. <laughs> you gotta mod that suit out. Every superhero has a suit. Okay, so you're gonna be a superhero too? Because I think also if you're flame resistant, you can deal with more, you know, problems than people who are. I mean, what can you do with gills? You're a lifeguard, essentially. <laughs> and and flame resistant skin, you're a miracle. You walk into a burning building and all you need is a gas mask and you don't you don't have to worry about getting burned or anything. You just walk. Well, you have to worry about getting crushed, but you just walk in there, grab the person and walk out. Also, that's a cool party trick. Like, hey, guys, look, and you know, put a lighter to your arm. <laughs> that's. You know, my I mean, college mates were pyromaniacs. We uh, once almost blew ourselves up because the girl upstairs forgot to turn off the gas. So oh, wow. maybe retrospectively, being flame resistant would be a good idea. But like, first of all, we're not thinking about if you're flame resistant, does that mean that you also don't get carbon monoxide poisoning? Or can you still pass out in a burning building and then just be useless, but not uh, dead? I said nothing about gas. You can still get poisoned, pass out, <laughs> breathe. This is just your skin. Exactly. So like how useful of a fireman or a fire person could I actually be if I pass out with carbon monoxide? Yeah, get, gas mask. <laughs> I get a gas mask. Okay, you're right. I, I did let it. I did say that we could mod, I could mod suits out to, to fit. I did say that suits are a part of being the whole, being a superhero and all of that. Okay, but I, I raise you. Yes, you could save individual people in the odd burning building that you could find. I mean, I'm not going to go find a police scanner and just sit there like a vigilante. Vigilante superheroism just does not seem like a real world, a real world possibility for me. But Gill Girl, being able to swim, <laughs> swim in, into the water, I guess you still have to worry about the bends and all of that. But you could go down deep where no one else has explored, where it's super hard to explore. Think about the photographs you could get. The science you could be helping further. I think that there's a lot of interesting change the world for the future sort of things that you could do with that. Okay. I feel like I can, I have the capacity to argue you more, but for the sake of moving on. All right. fact, I bet you, this is a good answer. This is a win win at the end of the day. 
And it, I mean, gills under your arms is very useful. And if you, yeah, what you said, taking pictures, getting, you know, and doing it for so science, I, that's cool, huh? I take it you're your flame resistant guy? Uh, I mean, I pick it for this one, yeah. Oh. Just, it, oh, I forgot. You said the deep. Before we move on, real quick, the deep. Yeah. Uh, he, that scene where his gills start, spoilers, anyone uh, trying to watch the boys, just <laughs> get maybe 30 seconds. Or maybe forty seconds. I don't know. Uh, but that scene where he puts his hands in his or his gills start talking in his Patton Oswalt's voice is one of the most creepily funny, disturbingly funny things I have ever seen. Yeah, but here's the thing, right? I didn't care about him anymore. He's he was such a trash human being after the first episode. So like, yeah, you, but on it, but that was bad for him, But like also no, whatever. He, I, I felt bad for him, not that day. I felt bad for him when that girl um, put her hands in his... God, this was so gross to discuss. Oh, yeah. When that girl did that to his gills, I was like, yeah. Like, it didn't feel like... I know that was the show's way of being, oh, look, he's getting revenge. Look what he did to her. Now it's being done to him. I think that was the show trying to retribute itself. But it was... it, it Like, two wrongs didn't make a right to me. It was just two disgusting things that kind of just yeah. happened to him. I, I didn't feel bad for him, but I saw him as very, 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 very pathetic. <laughs> just, yeah. I was going to say, I mean, retributive justice is never the way to go. But I do think that it's not that I necessarily didn't feel bad for him, but I just wasn't very engaged in his character anymore. Yeah. So I guess I, guess I didn't. I was like, oh, this that's a little gross. But there's definitely worse, I think, that happens just within that show itself. Yeah, definitely worse that I don't even want to talk about because honestly... <laughs> Something happened in there that I, I'll tell you about it later, actually, if we can talk, because <laughs> it really disturbed me. But anyway. Um, I'm so glad you've seen it. Oh, yeah. Superhero all the way. You know it. Oh, this is mm. great. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, next question. Would you rather have every person under 27 think that you're lame and not listen or respect you ever? No one under 27. Or uh, lose all your hair and start dressing like an old person. Your attitude's not going to change, by the way, for this second one. Don't think you're changing. You just lose all your hair, and you're going to start dressing like you're 80. <laughs> okay, but what does it mean to dress like you're 80, right? Because, like, think about a Hollywood 80 versus, like, an average person 80 versus, I don't know, just, like, yeah. someone who just doesn't know where they are anymore. Oh, yeah. Uh, good question. Uh, think of the stereotypical 80-year-old woman in your head and apply her wear to your body. All right, so that's like lots of uh, floral button downs, I guess. Uh, the boo boos, floral button downs. If I'm with it, there'll be jeans and pulled. Otherwise, uh, just sweatpants and long, long boo boos. All uh, right. Pretty much just the most stereotypical, basic, very, very, very stereotypical. I mean, there are lots of 80 year olds I know that are still pretty put together. So they're basically dressing the same as before. So, really, the thing that would be hitting me is the the balding no more short shorts but just like you know normal winter wear i suppose is is what it is a lot of the time i think that's what i'd go with and you know there's always fun wigs if i really feel self-conscious i don't know if i have a good head shape for baldness or not you should try it i've gotten pretty close never never straight up though i I, I don't know if I, i i like the straight up shiny head bald look honestly um in my opinion i think some people can do it yeah, not everyone, but yeah. I mean, the people who pull it off look so good when they pull it off. But then, you know, they're the people who are left on their backs too much as babies and stuff, and they have heads and things. And, and you know, you just never know what head shape you have till you shave it all up. So 
given the options I'd take that gamble in real life, uh, probably not. <laughs> yeah. How about yeah. you? What, what would you do? Uh, oh, uh, you know, I, I choose. Mm, I'm flipping the script on you. Sorry. <laughs> don't know if that's allowed. It's allowed. And, uh, I don't know. I am still currently under 27. So that would really affect my life. Same here. I think we're the same age, actually. And losing my hair would suck too. Oh, uh, shoot. I don't know. That's here for guys, right? Like, a lot of girls don't really have to deal with that one. I know it's a big one for guys. I mean, yeah, when you get older, you don't want to lose your hair. Your hair is like, it's like a lion's mane. You know, it's your pride. It's your, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm being dramatic, but I'm also being serious. We don't want to lose our hair, especially at a young age. We'll get teased by other guys for it too. Like, oh, you're, you're bald. <laughs> and uh, it may not be healthy, but it's something we still do, you know? Yeah. I think the hairstyle options get harder. That's the big thing. The more hair you lose, the less hairstyle options you have, which is a pain. It's the individuality of it, too. Mm-hmm. Like that's why I think in the military, they make you shave your head, too. It's like it's a part of your personality. It's like clothes. Yeah. I mean, you're already having me dress like an old lady. Does it count if my hair's already going gray? Is that close enough? Nope. Your hair's gone. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> your hair's gone. Yes, I can't negotiate the questions. All right, got it. No, you can't. I just do. There's just a hard line to stand for that one. That's it. All right. Well, you still yeah. have an answer. What, what What would it be? Uh, <laughs> okay. Once I pass up 27, it won't matter to me what anyone under 27 thinks. Well, really? in my Oh, crap. It might. Because that's a big demographic of people who don't care. Uh, I mean, Gen Z already doesn't respect millennials, and we're right on that cuff. Yeah, I, I don't know where the cuff lies. I think it's cuff, but yeah. Ugh, I personally don't care about the gym, <laughs> no. the, I, <laughs> the whole line thing. It's all so arbitrary. Uh, oh, either. I mean, the only time I ever really think about it is when my little sister sends me TikToks and things. So I'm like, oh, this feels wrong. This this does not feel like content I want to consume. <laughs> so then I feel the, the generational gap. True. Two years, two or three years, but like, that'll do it. That's enough. <laughs> I mean, not to—I don't want to get into a TikTok talk, but it's a good way to waste time. It's—I uh, I mean, oh, I, I have it. Oh, for sure. I mean, there's there's definitely interesting stuff on the app. It's just—it feels like there's so much short media content. Ooh, like the Ratatuzical. I'm in love with the idea of the Ratatuzical that people are putting on on TikTok. Have you heard of that? Uh, sorry, no. You've lost me officially. Oh, okay. So, you know Ratatouille, right? the Disney movie from our childhood. Yeah, yeah. Um, so people on TikTok, these theater majors, I think, in the first place, and then other people started jumping on. They were like, they were bored during the pandemic. They were like, oh man, we can't do Broadway shows. So they started making their own homebrew musical, the Ratatouille the Musical, or Ratatouzical, as I was calling it, on TikTok. Someone will upload a part of a script. Some people will upload other parts of uh, like the dance choreography or or music, and it's slowly coming together. And I think they have like, most of the scenes to a whole musical just hmm. made off TikToks. And I'm just in love with the concept. There's so much cool stuff on TikTok. It's just that there's also a lot of trash. And, you know, like, I think one of the things that really struck me as weird with it is that is how it suppresses black creators get too controversial. But a lot of like the fun trends and dances get started by a lot of black creators and then get done by some of the more famous um, white creators who are really the big ones on the platform. And suddenly you just lose 
you don't get the traceability back to the original people who started the trend. They don't get it as the results of like the actual followers and much money comes out of TikTok, but they don't get that as much. And that just mm. feels wrong. Hmm. You know more about TikTok than I do. Uh, <laughs> I Watch a lot of commentary. You know, I don't know if this is wrong or not, but when you said that thing about inequality versus black kids versus white careers, the first thought that came to my mind was a backpack kid and how he didn't get credit for his his dance. Oh, the, the Katy Perry flossing kid? Yeah, yeah, that guy. I don't know. I don't know why that was the first thing that came to my mind. But when it comes to dances not being like recognized, that is the main one I think of. Mm. But like, I thought that it wasn't even his dance in the first place. I thought he got it from someone. I might be wrong, though. I think he got it from like his a family member or something like that. But he was the first one to do it on camera. Mm. Also from What's... Scrubs. Remember Turk from Scrubs? Oh, my gosh. I love Turk. Yeah, he Turk. made that dance from uh, Fortnite was his. That I don't know what it's called. Oh, yeah. the. Um... I know the dance. I don't know what it's called. Yeah, it's like yeah, a victory yeah. dance. All right. Uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> oh, one last thing. When you said yeah. back, threw me back to Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide. Yeah. Love backpack it. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Let's get back. Yeah. Let's... He had a bull haircut. No, um, that's coconut head. That's coconut no, head. That is co- You're right. That was coconut head. I'm sorry. I got them confused. <laughs> That was. I'm sorry. I committed a sin of in our generation for confusing the two. Yeah, it was a great show. I choose lose all your hair and start dressing like an old person because I would just have to act extra, extra, <laughs> to get respect. I don't love the options, but like from what you've given me, I think I think that's the way to go. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's the way to go. Dang. <laughs> all right. Okay, I'm gonna hit you with. We're 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 we're. We're having too much. We're vibing too much. We're we're, we're spending too much time on these questions. We have to. Get to we'll speed we, up. Yeah, we have to get to some. <laughs> we have to get to some serious ones. Um, would you rather? And this one's pretty. This one's pretty serious. I'm warning you. Uh, would you What's rather? It? You know that the next time that you go to sleep, you are not going to wake up. Or, know that someone, some random person that you have already seen today, will die. Yeah, so this is going to sound horrible, but I think you would probably be the second one. Um, <gasps> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, no. The question of mortality, that, that's just a, that's a way to... I think that there, if I, there is very little I would not do. Okay, I wouldn't actively <laughs> take someone's life to stay alive. But I think you could restart that statement. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, there's 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 barely anything i wouldn't do to save my own skin true like i i hate to say it but like so we grew up in the era of like supernatural tv shows and things and and books and things like twilight came out got forced to watch that one with my friends in high school they like literally surprised me in a sleepover and forced me to watch that entire anthology so yeah we we grew up with that and you like you get the thought in your mind you, you start thinking about like mortality and the fact that you one day will cease to exist. And to me, that's like one of the most terrifying things to think about. And then, you know, there's that Benjamin Franklin quote, like, I'll sleep when I'm dead. I think it's attributed to him. I don't think it's a misattribution. Um, the I'll sleep when I'm dead sort of thing. Yeah. I definitely did a lot of that up until thyroid cancer started messing with my metabolism, giving me mandated nap times. But <laughs> no, um, but before that, there was definitely a whole lot of a, 
hey, you know, this one week in high school, why, why don't we go and see like how long I can go, I can stay awake without going to bed. And th- that was a Monday of Monday, the start of classes through the end of school Friday. Um, <laughs> not a smart choice for me to have made, but that that's what it was. So like, there, there's a lot of playing with how much time do I have to do things? There's a whole, uh, okay, this is the career I'm in now. Realistically, logistically in my life, there's like, five careers and things at most that I can do within my lifetime, maybe, maybe six. So yeah, no, maybe it's a bad, it's a bad thing to say. It's horrible to say, but I think I'd rather take the second option. Know that someone else will die. But then, you know, the, the way to game game around that is pull up some live feeds of Times Square, live feeds of like the most populated places in the world. Make sure that that every day. Oh, let me stop you there. That was a very good answer, but it is my fault for not specifying. This is someone you've seen with your own eyes today. Your own oh. physical eyeballs. And I hope you didn't see your parents recently because that would suck. <laughs> well, you're, I'm wondering, is this like a death note type thing where the moment that the names were written down or the moment that I've laid eyes on it, it's been faded that one of seven people the moment I see them today will die? Or is this like a random chance, but the fact that I'm just going to like the universe will pull me into, into seeing someone today who's fated to die. Uh, let's say the minimum requirement to get them fated to die is um, eye contact. So if, like if you're at the drive through and you make eye contact with the person who gives you your drink, that's mm-hmm. it. They, then they are potentially it. If you just see someone on the street and they don't even notice you looking at them, that doesn't, I will say that doesn't count. I know it's very specific, but it narrows down you just like looking at tons of people and be like, ah, they can mm-hmm. all die. You know, this is like someone you have at least eye contact with. Like it doesn't have to be even an interaction, but like a good two to three seconds worth of I see you, you see me. So what happens if I become like a hermit and live in the forest? Um, This is only going to last about like, oh, I said, I think. At first, it was a day, but then I had this little. If you chose it fast, I would because I think this most people would choose their own skin. So if you chosen this one faster, I would have been like, "What about a week?" So the majority of this will last will be about a week. But I was initially asking for a day. Which one would you pick? Okay, yeah, no, I mean, I think it would definitely be if I knew it was for a day. Go into yeah. San Francisco, which is pretty close by. Go meet a lot of people. So then the odds are someone that I meet, if you meet enough people within a day, you're meeting someone who is going to die anyways. Oh my God. This is, is so, does that not, does that not bother you that you're entering oh, no. a bunch of random strangers into a death lottery? Oh, it's horrible. But like, here's the thing, right? Like, is it a death lottery if they were already fated to die that day? You know, okay, this- it's not fate. You're, you're dooming them by, by meeting them. Okay. But like, See, this this is where I question the rules of this. Like, am I me? So the universe isn't pulling me to someone who is already fated to die to die that day. So so this is a new life of like someone who wouldn't have died that day except they made eye contact with me. This, this isn't about a fate at all. Like fate, I guess, will happen when when they die because this is a chance. This is like a dice yeah. rolling, literally. And I guess you can call that fate. But you're not drawn to anybody specifically. You're just seeing people. Like if you. Like, yeah. like the like the person who gave you your drink or burger or whatever, when you mm-hmm. see them, it's not that they were fated to be seen by you. Right? Maybe it was, I don't know. But it's just that you you're you are now entering them into a you might okay. die today thing. And like so, but let's let's all say the death is painless, by the way. They're just gonna it's not instant, it's more like okay. Yeah. 
Oh, good. Yeah, I had made that assumption, and I'm, I'm glad that that's where we're going off of. Because if you had said they were getting horribly tortured or something, I would have felt a lot worse. Oh yeah, no. It's also it's not instant. Like you're not going to see them die. It's more like yeah. you go back home, you go to sleep, and you wake up. And if it's someone yeah. you knew, you'll probably find out. But if it's one of those strangers, they will have just died without you knowing. And it is only one person on that day. It's one person out of everyone you have seen that day. And you said you said I can't just go disappear into the forest where I wouldn't see anyone all day. Um, if okay, that's a good. That's a good. Really, that's a really good workaround. Honestly, that I didn't even consider. So, congrats. <laughs> but okay, let's say let's say this thing lasts a week. So, because mm-hmm. like because the stipulation, this question was for the day. You've already been through your day, I assume. So. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't matter if you went to the forest now. But the point, if this lasted a week, which is which was the extension part of this question, then and you went to the forest, it would then be people you actually know. Let's just amp it up. <laughs> like someone in your life. Just now. randomly. Yeah, if you, if you see no one that day, it's just going to be like mm-hmm. default people in your life. But if you see one person that day and just one person, the odds are 100% that they're going to die. Mm, okay yeah because the other option was i was thinking of is like blackout glasses so then you don't really see anyone and you just blind yourself for a week no you could do that but then you know family members are going to start dropping or close friends and all that stuff like it becomes guaranteed that someone close Mm -hmm. is actually going to pass if you want to kill someone you can just go up to them look at them and walk away and not see anyone else (laughs) (laughs) so you can (laughs) and the other option is the next time you go to sleep you will die it's not like you'll know which like the 57th time you go to bed is the time you die. It's just the next time you go to sleep. Literally. Like if you stay up tonight, you won't go to bed, but you won't. You won't, <laughs> you won't die. <laughs> yeah. Don't yeah. Go to bed. If you stay up, well, just like Freddy Cougar rules, if you stay up, you won't die. But the second you actually go to sleep, like enter sleep, sleep, not just like, you know, if you catch yourself, you've avoided it. But the second you actually drift off, you know, into that sweet rim sleep, you're going to die. Uh, and yeah. let's say, and also this is painless too. They're both painless deaths. And there's no workaround where I could be like, oh, I stayed awake for, you know, I think world records like 11 days. So I, I stayed awake for 11 days straight and I broke that record. So the, the sleep curse goes away. It's just no matter what. No, it, no matter what. As soon as you fall asleep, if you stay away for, if you stay awake for a year, it doesn't even matter. You'll die at the end of the year. Okay. Yeah. It's probably horrible, but like barring the option never to go to sleep again, like the that your body would still function. Yeah, I'd, I'd pick the second option because it's one per or one person. You wouldn't make peace with everyone in your life and be like, hey, I love you. Hey, you're awesome. Hey, here's my possessions. Hey, no reason. No reason. I'm tired. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just call everyone you love and no, none no. of that. No, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I, maybe it makes me a crap, a bad person, but I think that that would be the way to go. It sounds like you go the other way. Uh, you no. really? Uh, what? Oh, me? Uh, I'm always devil's advocate. Don't worry about me. <laughs> <laughs> I would be. I'd be doing this to the other one if you chose the other one. Don't worry. Okay. Yeah, I lit. I literally just devil's advocate, and um, I think I might choose the one you chose to, just because I'm not entirely ready to die. You know. Exactly. I, I still have to do this podcast and all that other stuff. You know. <laughs> Not ready. And I, I wouldn't see my family, that's for sure. I'd probably, yeah, I'd go stick my head in a hole. And when I wake up, go around a bunch of strangers and then go to sleep knowing that I murdered someone, potentially with the family, potentially about to get married, 
you know, just and uh, struggle living with myself, maybe develop a drinking problem or whatever. But anyway. Oh, the worst uh, option. I thought of maybe the most cursed option, the solution workaround for this. What? Um, blind blind glasses still for the entire week, um, except you go and troll around in the ER, talk to the doctors, you've got this curse going on, and you just let them know, like, hey, can you direct me towards the next patient who's not going to make it today? Um, are that that happens unfortunately like that is just a fact of life that you just know that someone that people some of the people who come in are not going to make it that day so then you just glasses off that's your one person for the day it's a week of of sitting there and being like an angel of death unfortunately wow you can even sit with them hold their hand talk with them talk through talk it through with them there's a lot of the people in the er they just their family doesn't get there in time Whoa. What what if you're like you're sitting with someone and like it's your last person you're talking to and they're just really interesting? The in the clock strikes twelve and like they go to bed, they just fall asleep on you because like they're they're really hurt, they're really old. Mm-hmm. And you see them take your last their last breath and you don't even know if it's because of you or because that was natural. Well, that's what I'm saying, right? Like that's why you talk to the doctors and you're like, Oh yeah, this is a person who is not gonna last another twenty four hours for sure. Like you see those people coming into the ER with their on their last breaths. They've been in a car accident or something, and they're like bleeding out as you speak. Like that, those are the people I'm saying. Like not someone who like maybe has a week left or something. Like the people who are dying in the next like ten minutes or something. Well, yeah, no, um, that that's that's a very dark and reasonable uh, workaround. <laughs> you have bested me, Madame. You have done it. Uh, <laughs> That felt awful to say. But. You've done it. You beat the question. That's how you ethically <laughs> go about that curse. Next question. <laughs> Would you rather not have a left arm or have an overly sexualized voice? And also for the arm thing, you can't get it replaced. None of that. No bionic, nothing. Not even a stick. Okay. Well, can I, can I raise you this? I just recently saw this, uh, project by a university student where she made a third arm for herself so it's not it's not a replacement to her arm but in fact it's like it's the idea that disability tech and like and and like body replacements and, and advancements don't just have to be extensions of oh no you know what i think it was i think it was a sixth finger for her hand not not a not a whole arm but i think it was maybe just a sixth finger that works um but it's the idea that you don't have to build replacements for body parts, but in fact, you can build enhancements of, of certain things if, if that's what you so choose to do. Um, you, you are too smart for me. Um, <laughs> but well, first, why would you want a six finger? I don't get it. Um, let's say you're a pianist or something, right? There's that. There's in Gattaca. There's that scene where it's like, oh, this guy, has, this pianist has been specially engineered from birth to uh, to have six fingers on either hand. You can't play this piece without six fingers. Uh. That's that sounds very strange and specific, but okay. Um. Oh, have you never? Sorry, maybe I should give some context. Gattaca movie about gene editing, and basically, it's like designer babies. And the the whole movie is about this one guy who who was not who was made the no, the normal way by by uh, intercourse, and he he grows up in a world where everyone's been like specially engineered for their places in life, but has beaten the odds because he's like, yeah, you see just the pure sheer determination can rise you above what they told you you can be. If I remember, it gets really dark, but I really, I, I thought the movie was really interesting conceptually when I, when I watched it, but yeah, so there was, there's, there's this one pianist with 12 fingers. 
especially made to be like that. I mean, okay. Uh, to answer your question too, yeah, yeah, you can add um, arms. I mean, I don't think we have the technology for that yet to have a fully functional, what's the word? I don't want to say telepathic, but one that you're able to control with your mind. I don't know if we even have that yet, but if we do, or if you just want to jam a wood stick in your back and count it as an arm, yeah, that's fine. Like you can, you can add on as long as just don't put it in the spot where your left like used to be. Don't, you're not replacing it at all. So just stick it underneath where your arm would be or your thigh or literally anywhere else. But yeah. Mm Yeah, that's what I figured. But like, I think I think that'd be the one I'd go with. Is first of all, overly sexualized voice. That's a that's a hard no, no matter what the other like what? almost and what the other option is. Like, I think that communicating with people is one of my favorite things to do, and I want to be able to, you know, have a comfortable conversation. Imagine if this entire conversation was like pillow talk on one side. Absolutely not. That sounds hilarious. Also, everyone in your life would eventually get used to it. They'd be like, "Oh, that's right. That's how she sounds." Like it, it maybe it'd be weird for meeting strangers. Granted, once mm-hmm. someone knows you, they'll be like, they'll be able to tell your inflections. Like, no, she's not sexy, mad. She's actually mad. Like, and people will be able to be like, no, she's not coming oh. on to you. She's hungry. Like, like, like that's just her voice. It won't even like if we were talking this whole time and you were just, I'd rather pick having gills under your arm. I can't do a sexy voice, whatever. But the point is, if you were doing that, like the whole time, huh? Sorry, I was saying me too as well. In the first place, I don't even know what what my sexy voice would be. <laughs> the point, the point is, that the subject matter alone would make it funny. Like imagining, like a Jennifer Tilly or a Jessica Rabbit saying, "I put gills under my arms," is hilarious, no. huh? No, yeah, I think it's I think it's funny, but you're not thinking about like the fetishization aspect, especially as a as a female or female presenter or whatever. Think think about just like everyday life, especially with people who don't know you. Yeah, and I think like the most interesting interactions happen with people who you have yet to meet, and okay. and that's like that's just like not a livable life. I feel like to just be able to speak like only that. Oh, I disagree. I think this. I think this question is funny, but because you also, still the really you, funny angle to it. I I just also think like from a quality of life perspective. Yeah. Think it would be much harder for me. Maybe, maybe it's a female thing. Maybe it's a gender thing, and maybe it's a, um, maybe it's just like the the voice itself. But I feel like not having an arm would be not easier. But I think it would be better for my quality of life. Okay, I think, and like no shade towards you at all, but I think this may be a personal thing because I feel like the sexual voice would just it would. I don't think it it degrades the quality of life. I think it just makes it different. And if it like in a very weird way because i think you could there's ways around it like if you really want people to take you seriously you can learn sign language or you can have someone speak for you and mm-hmm. like he could hold up cards like wiley coyote i think it could be like or you get like just give people a card that says i have a really sexual voice you know like you've seen joker right like it's called, <laughs> just called just you're like it's a it's a condition that i can't control <laughs> you know and then, yeah. and then you start talking i like number three and then there's and then they're they, they're they're trying to hold back their laughing because having that's it's, to me it's just it's so funny how how badly you can mess with people especially without even trying because oh, yeah. you can flirt effortlessly by by talking okay but here's the thing right overly sexualized voice doesn't necessarily mean you get good at flirting and i'm you'd be better uh, i 
I don't know. I mean, the awkward energy can be really high. I don't, I don't know that just having that voice will, will do it for, just, for you. All you have to do is say compliment in a sexy voice, <laughs> and that counts as flirting. But here's the thing, right? You're thinking of all the workarounds for for voice and how to replace your voice. Yeah, there's definitely sign language. There's other people talking for you, uh, going around with a card. I still think that the voice itself would lead to some fetishization and a really kind of, it could lead to some really uncomfortable and dangerous scenarios, first of all. And second of all, like, I don't, I think that in the same way that you could adapt to not a worse quality of life, but a different one, I think you could do the same thing without an arm, especially if we're saying that other sorts of tech are, are possible. Because I, I don't think I said that anything to your questions of like, that, do we have that technology for a fully functional replaceable arm? And I'm not sure we do either, but I think that you can definitely engineer workarounds for the different things you want to do and the different the different needs you might have in your daily life. Like the first one that came to me was, uh, what would I do with rock climbing? Like there's this one rock climber, Tommy Caldwell, I want to say is what his name is. I'm, I'm, I hope I'm not thinking of the wrong name, but he's missing a finger or part of a finger and he's still this super impressive and strong climber, but I don't think that you'd get the same ability to climb without an arm, but maybe there's a way to engineer something that just like grips on the tiniest of, of little, uh, of little nooks and crannies or it's perfect for those, for those ones where you just stick your hand in a crack. I think, I think there's a way to do it. Okay. like a life's work to develop such a thing, yes. But I think that there, there's like an interesting engineering challenge okay. that could be interesting as well. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely not even. I'm not even going to argue on the point that there's a way around working without an arm. I'm just trying to champion this voice thing because I think you overlooked it a bit. <laughs> I'm, not, okay. I'm not even. But you know, because you're so against it, and you sh- maybe shouldn't have told me that because now I'm going to make this. I'm going <laughs> to make this. I'm going to see if I can. You'll make this interesting. Let's go back a couple of questions. Remember the part that said, have every person under 27 think you're lame and not listen or respect you? Mm-hmm. Would you rather have that or the sexual voice? Okay. Yeah, that, that's one where I think I'd probably take the sexual voice because I really did like that ASL workaround you thought about it. I didn't really think about that one very much, but I've, I've already, like, I, I know some like rudimentary science and things that I learned from friends in high school. Soda pop machines, probably my favorite. That's probably a favorite of all the ones that my friend taught me in high school. Yeah, I could do ASL. Okay. Be an interesting exist okay. in the world. Okay, cool, cool. I just wanted to get you to pick it because you said you didn't like it. <laughs> I, think that it I think that there's like a dangerous angle that you might not have fully considered. Harassment. Th- yeah, I think yeah. there's like harassment, but not even just harassment. I think that there's like an actual danger to that being the way that you exist in the world. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think you're right. When I think about that, it would be because people would see you more, they see you more as like, oh, she came on to me or she's flirting with me when you're not even trying or lead to more problematic situations. Even if like you don't and you just like do communicate by ASL most of the time, if people who, if there are people out there who could, who if they do hear you, not close family and friends, obviously, but other strangers, if they did hear you, you people, I, I think that's, that's a, that's the kind of voice that someone, people would know about. Like there, there'd be some internet video that someone puts up and that's like the end of your life where people recognize you as seen. And then it's like, it's dangerous to exist in the world. Eh, I, I guess so. Maybe, maybe that's an over-exaggeration in the worst case scenario. It's I, not, 
viral. But. Yeah, I mean, there I, I could think of several women with very sexy voices, and I'm sure <laughs> they get, I'm sure they get advances, but I, I'm pretty sure it's livable. I mean, you'd have to definitely change your attitude and how things work or whatever. You couldn't give a lot of in, you know information out, but yeah. Um, and it, it also yeah. matters the field you want to be in, right? Like as an oh, engineer. Oh, yeah. Like think about how hard it would be to get taken seriously at a work site. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that would definitely be an ASL only. Yeah. Do writing, pizza and emails. Bias, right? Signing off as a female versus a male. Like some people have said they there's a bias in the responses they get from colleagues and clients that they're working for. Uh, some women have tried signing off with male names and the responses change. Ooh, well, dang. Okay, use your last name and just and just go uh, professor or captain. <laughs> <laughs> something that's you know non-gender uh mm-hmm. like captain shroff shroff you know do that yeah <laughs> but um okay here we go this next question by the way is um it's uh it's not a would you rather this one's open if you had the money why not run for president you know and what would you do if you could win <laughs> you know um so when i was five i think that was the we all had to pick careers in that in elementary school. And I remember in kindergarten that the one I picked was president. Thought mm-hmm. it'd be real cool at that age to just be like a female president. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously my, my views have changed and evolved a little bit more for like what change and what policy I'd like to affect on the world. Um, I don't know if being president in the cars for me, just, you know, logistically the, the with the other things I want to do in my life. If, if I had unlimited money, I think that there's other ways to affect change that would be more manageable and more likely. So to just funnel money into a presidential campaign wouldn't be the way to go. Like maybe I think that there's there's definitely interest in my mind to like some local or some like state level government and some some participation on that level. But I don't Ooh. think that um, like there's interest in my mind that like that seems within the realm of possibility of you meet enough people, you know, the right people that that might be like something feasible within my lifetime as, as like a career of like a shorthand career. But that being present means committing to a lifetime of service within, within politics, which is first of all, really, a really long career that may or may not have that payout to be present at the end of the day. It depends on who your cabinet is, who your, who your Congress is, who, who's in the, who's in the Supreme Court at the time, like what change can you actually affect? as president. I don't know if that we say it's the most powerful position, but there's definitely arguments to be made that it's not necessary. Mm, I'd say in the modern day it is the most powerful, but um, I don't know. I think that there's arguments to be made that there's better ways to affect change with that amount of money. If I have if I have that Jeffrey Bezos money, yeah, there's, there's other things that I want to do with that money to make the world a better place that okay. I don't getting tied up within yeah. the president would offer not not to mention the logistics of could i even be president if i put enough money into it with my politics and the the things that that americans like the, the thing that people value in this country i'm not sure that my ideologies like align with enough of the electoral college voting from, with red states yeah yeah let's okay since you're so reasonably what's the word reserved or not reserved uh reasonably not against but i guess you know yeah reserved towards taking the presidency (laughs) um why let's just skip ahead and say let's say you won 
let's mm. say you you ran with a minimal amount of money, didn't expect yourself to win. Like you, you're just like, ah, okay, you know, and you had a really great team behind you. A Kanye West bid for pre- the president. I think Kanye West cared a bit more, but yeah, he's kind of <laughs> cool. Um, <laughs> I would think that there'd, there'd be some really interesting things, and I think it would be so cool to try to affect to try to improve the country. And I think that that is definitely the best possible way with the or the easiest possible way, I think being in that position once you're in that position to affect change but to get to that position is really hard so like I I mean I guess I was answering your question more from the perspective of I don't know if it's like feasible or the the amount of work that yeah. would go in but you're saying if you were able to get just dropped into it oh, with yeah. like I, a amount of effort yeah I, you were right to think that way the first time that's how it was worded but um, yeah. because of your hesitancy, there's the word hesitancy. Because because of your uh, hesitancy, to, you know, to take to really be like, I'm gonna run, which is all pretty reasonable. All your points are pretty. Like I can't even uh, defute any of them. Let's just say you won. Let's just say you ran for president. Didn't put a lot of energy into it, but somehow, some way, you made it. Uh, what would you do? I know that's a pretty loaded thing, and you don't have to tell us everything. But what are the biggest changes you know you'd make? Oh man, I mean, yeah, that that's really loaded because they they give you a whole thirty minutes for just a state of the union. It's a, it's more than that. Gosh, state of the unions are long, and that that's just like. And then there's the first hundred days, of course. Sorry, maybe you want to cut this out. This was a ramble of, of me just starting too fast before my thoughts came together. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I'll leave it. Just give us the campaign promises. Who knows what you can actually do, but give us the promises of stuff that you want to do. Oh man, I mean, I think my focuses would really be on a lot of the social issues because I think that the the goal is how do you become a more caring collective? For for me, the goal is you you're trying to serve the American people and do the most do the most good for the most amount of people. So, healthcare reform, harm reduction initiatives. To there are clinics in in other countries where they they have like safe youth centers. I'm forgetting the word for it, which uh, my advisor in college actually is working on this whole thing. So I'm, I'm feeling, I'm feeling a little, little silly for not remembering, but yeah, they have like safe youth centers for, um, for using certain drugs so that, you know, you're using the clean stuff, you're being monitored and all of that. So I think that's a really interesting one, but there's lots of healthcare initiatives that just to make the country healthier and, and give people access. I just the accessibility politics within healthcare are really interesting and fascinating to me. And, and that's kind of a life's work, a kind of definitely one goal of mine um, to, to work within that sector. Lots of human rights initiatives for different minorities and groups of people, LGBTQ people, different racial minorities. All, there, there's a lot of um, inequity and in there's so many different ways to discuss that, um, whether that be housings like the socioeconomic um inequality or the, the actual like physical threat to life and danger within like the police force uh police brutality stuff gosh there's a there's a whole lot and i'm saying all of this knowing that a lot of this is it can't be changed at the federal level it's a it's definitely a state level these are state level changes um like there's there's definitely like there's some initiatives you can pick and pull at, and be like, oh, laboratories of democracy, you've done your job. I like this. I'll make this the federal thing, like uh, safe, safe use centers. But um, gosh, I wish I could remember what those are actually. There's a really short name for them. Yeah, like those. But there are other ones where it's a much more nebulous issue 
that that has many different leverage points that that need to be changed. <sighs> yeah, you don't have to. You don't have to actually enact. <laughs> no one's. It's okay. You're not president yet. So <laughs> Definitely it's... been something I've thought about a lot. Not not from like the point of what what would I want to do as president, but just in the what sort of policies, what I want to see, and what sort of things would I want to change in the world. It's just you know that that's a whole podcast in itself. Yeah, yeah. No, I get it. It's it, it's a pretty loaded question. It's mm-hmm. a pretty loaded question. But I think a lot of trouble was like, how do I condense this into an eloquent answer? And, and clearly, I, I failed. <laughs> something that's succinct. <laughs> it's okay. It's it's okay. You're being self-critical is a quality that literally every great performer, leader, any anyone has. So you're already in the right spot. Yeah, and not that. I guess this isn't a question that I can answer, but I honestly choose the same thing as you do. I don't know if, if I have the money, I don't think I would run. I would want to make a difference with, with money. And and if I did win, if I did become president, uh, I would just take it day by day. I don't think I even have a plan. It's more, I feel like I feel so unqualified. I don't even know if I could, I'd have to just, you know, sit there for the first 30 days and absorb what is wrong with the country. Oh man, but that's take there. Like the first hundred days is where, where the change happens. Yeah. They don't have, they don't have to rush me. All right. The American people could wait. I have four years. I feel like that's, <laughs> that's, that's so arbitrary. You have to do something now. Well, I just got here. Give me a second to get my desk organized. You know, that's, that's what I'm thinking. So are you saying this like you wouldn't like I, I think that if I were to actually like want to somehow logistically logistic myself into running for president one day, I think that there's like a necessity to work within government first beforehand and then mm-hmm. know know your peers before you, you get assume that position of power. Oh, you're thinking pretty logically. I'm not. I'm just thinking of I'm dropped <laughs> into the presidential seat. Oh, true. Right, right. Sorry, we're, ma- <laughs> we're magicking ourselves past the whole you need to run. You're you're just president now, right? You're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're you're thinking too uh, practical right now. You're, <laughs> I'm just thinking like you know, magically. I I won somehow. I woke up and I won, and I mm-hmm. made it to the presidential seat. Yeah, which I probably wouldn't even want, but if I'm there, I'm not going to refute it. So yeah, I would just. I probably just they probably hate me. I might even get impeached. Oh man. <laughs> uh, You'd have a cabinet run on nepotism, though, is what I'm hearing. A run on nepotism? What? Well, if you haven't thought through what you're doing with your presidency, I'm, I'm imagining that. Uh, let's see, who who who's in your cabinet then? Is it is it the senators or is it uh, your, your best friends from high school? <laughs> well, hey, don't don't put me in a weird box. I'm not going to just promote people who are qualified. I would probably just look into my to the people closest to me, like the vice president, and. Uh, ask him for advice i'd ask the former president for advice i would honestly just do i would learn i would just have to step it up there's this one movie i can't think of the name of it where it's this guy um pretty much replaces his life with the president's life like the president wants to do something and he finds a look like like a, a perfect you know he finds like his twin essentially in life from a different mother you know just he just finds him by chance and decides to switch with him and he offers the guy this, and the guy's like, uh, uh, I, I don't know. And he kind of just, the president kind of kind of being a jerk, forces him into it, just puts him into his life, and the president goes on vacation. And the guy, what's the name of this movie? Oh, Lord. It's, is it 
a modern reimagining of a tale of two cities it's not modern this movie came out in like the early 2000s or late 90s it's but it's not- like actually where instead of like it's a prince and a and a peasant an average american and yeah. a president look alike yes that's it it is i guess it is like that but it's, it's it's it takes itself seriously it's not a spoof and i can't think of the name of it but okay. yeah he pretty much just does a he doesn't know anything but because of his simple mindness and like you know go-to attitude with how like he decides okay i guess i am and if it's supposed to be like a couple days but then turns into a couple weeks and then it turns into a month and it it the movie is it go, it's crazy how long he stays the president and his wife, and he like one day he tells you know the president's wife, "Hey, I have I have a confession. I'm so it's been eating me up forever. I'm not him. I'm not whatever. I'm my real name is blah." And she like puts her uh, hands on her. So she's like, "I've known like since day one." <laughs> <laughs> and like yeah. they've been sleeping together in the presidential bed and everything. Like, oh, that's crazy. <laughs> it was crazy. And the guy when he wants to come back, I forgot the ending. So and I maybe that's a good thing because I won't spoil it. But it was it was pretty it was pretty it was kind of hopeful in that even an average American, if they're willing to listen and learn, could do the hardest job, supposedly, yeah. supposedly, quote unquote, in the nation. I like that. I think a, a different version of, of this question is kind of answered in the TV show Designated Survivor. I don't yeah, know I've heard of it. I haven't seen it. I've heard of it. And I actually I think I really enjoyed it. I think it gave me like a bit of like the hope and optimism and falling back in love with politics at a time when I really was not enjoying the news cycle and what was happening in the mm-hmm. world at yeah. the time. I wonder why. <laughs> what could yeah, have possibly no. happened in the last yeah. couple of years to anger you in the world of politics? No, no, no clue. Nothing direct is coming to mind, of course. Yeah. Nothing big and orange uh, <laughs> comes to mind. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I think that I really enjoyed the idea of like this man who really didn't feel he he was i think about to get fired from the from from his position in government and the the president was was like our values do not align anymore and then of course inauguration happens there's a bombing and he and one other woman are the only two people of out of the all the elected officials who are left and he becomes president and i think like the way that he takes on that challenge and that unexpected thing they of course it's written shell but there's a grace to the way that there's a grace he portrays that I think feels wholesome in a realistic way. And I think that that would be the sort of way that I'd want to approach it. I think I, okay. So I think I realized like if I were to distill the things that I want to do, something with healthcare, something with education, something with housing, I think those, those are at least three of something with like social inequality. I think those are like the ones that at least the starters for places of policy changes. That sounds brilliant. Approval ratings. Then, up. Yeah. And then, of course, uh, then you need a beep who can deal with military and economic things because that has not been a focus or a passion. I think that they, I have opinions, but that definitely needs some smoothing out and supplementing with actual experience. So I think those would be definitely like that's where the beep would go. And I think I'll stop there because I think that before I start rambling again, because again, this is not a yeah, short we- question. Yeah, I know. It, I know it was loaded. We we got to move on. But um, yeah. yeah, it was definitely interesting to walk down that presidential road. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. But, but actually, we really are out of time. And we have to go to the last question. Oh, and man. yeah, I know. But um, this one is immature. And it's one just to put us back in the mindset of the real meaning of this podcast. You know, 
Uh, would you rather uh, poop in the only toilet at a party? <laughs> uh, like, you know, you're in an awesome party. You really like it. And you've been there for, you know, you've been there for a second and the party's going great. But you have to use the bathroom. Like, you got to go bad. Uh, would, would you rather be the, noticeably the only person to poop in that bathroom? Or go to the back of the party where there's not a lot of people and mm. take the chance of being seen by going number two in the bushes. Okay, so here's what I'm not getting, right? The bathroom, why would people judge you for using a bathroom the way that it's meant to be used? Are you saying, like, you poop and you know it'll get clogged? Like, is this the the, the toilet where everyone knows that you're not supposed to use it and the other toilet is just out of out of service right now, the, the, the good toilet in the house? I'm thinking of this like a frat house right now in my mind. So, like, there's the good toilet that you can use and the toilet that can get clogged. The good toilet's out of service and you have the, the clogging toilet or the bushes. Or is this, like, just a normal toilet? Uh, these are all fair questions, and I will answer them accordingly. Uh, yeah, there is one toilet, and it's not that people will judge you for pooping. It's that you have a you have a fat load to drop, and you, <laughs> and, you, and you know it's just not you don't have faith that this low flow toilet is going to do the job, and it's and like <laughs> and like this you just it's not it's not good. Like you've been holding it in since yesterday, essentially. Like this is a really bad situation, but you have to go. And like yeah. it's 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 coming out with or with like with or without you, just where like this has to leave though. <laughs> oh man, I mean, like that's what flushing multiple times is for, right? Um, this the, the thing is, it's not that this has happened directly, but I, I, <laughs> I I've seen these options presented specifically because of a frisbee tournament my freshman year, the first weekend of college. Um, I was invited out. I was talking to my dad and I was like, oh my gosh, this is so great. I saw people, there are people from the freshman class already playing on the, on the field. This is going to be great. I'm going to make new, I've made a lot of new friends and we're going to have our own like little informal frisbee thing. And I haven't met anyone from the, the team yet. I don't even know if there's a women's team, but there are people who want to play. And that's so exciting. And suddenly this girl behind me in line from the bank is like, oh my gosh, I'm on the RPI women's team. Uh, I don't know if I want to say my college, but yeah, I'm on the women's team at school. Do you want to join us? We don't have enough women for this tournament this weekend. So I was me thinking as a complete newbie freshman who had no life experience with anything chaotic yet, really. I was like, yeah, oh my gosh, that sounds great. I'll join you. This will be great. And I got told about the team, told what to bring, basically just the basics and told to just show up. So suddenly we're, we're going three hours away from school, maybe going to cross the border. So, oh gosh, I'm worried that I didn't bring my passport. And I, we show up there and it's like, oh, the school doesn't sanction this tournament. Everyone, all the teams who have come from all these different schools can sleep on the fields. Good luck with bathroom, the bathroom situation, the tournaments in the morning. And so everyone's in these tents. People are already drinking. People are getting high and, and doing all these crazy things. And I'm sitting there like, what have I signed up for? And of course, the bathroom situation is bushes and things. And maybe if you can sneak onto campus, there are bathrooms. But there are very few friends from that college camp. Not sure why. This is what got decided for where we'd be going. But those were the two options. And I definitely yeah. chose an actual toilet. But I will tell you that a lot of people who were there did not, either because of the alcohol or just laziness. Respectably, it did take like 15 to 20 minutes to go find a bathroom every time you wanted to find a bathroom. But given the real life choice of find a bathroom or bushes, I think I picked bathroom. So you would just poop in the bathroom and yeah. let it... And just like and blow it up essentially, like because okay, no. well, hold on, hold on. Oh, sorry. Let me let me let me clarify because yeah. like 
what I'm trying to paint is that you are going, this bathroom is not going to be able to hold it. Like you, you're going to, you, this bathroom is not going to be able to like do like fully flush everything and it will stink for everyone else who comes in there. That's what I'm trying to paint the picture of. Yeah. Like, like, so you're making it harder for the next person to go in there. Okay. And, and breathe. It's a party and you're kind of ruining it for everyone. You're literally a party pooper is what I'm, that is, I think that's, the joke of this question okay yeah no i get it so you're saying that there's no option for multiple flushing or plumbing the toilet then i mean you can flush it multiple times but it's not going to do anything no no like like, as you go before it builds up hmm i never thought about that but uh let's say this toilet really sucks (laughs) and uh you don't have time for that we're going with the garbage toilet here all right yeah, this is a really crappy toilet. That, that, you're really smart because like you're coming with some really good stuff. But let's say the toilet is just really crappy. <laughs> it, any, anyone barely uses it. This is like a house that someone found. Like they're supposed to be like house sitting, and they just let everyone come in here. And like this the toilet, a horror movie. They found like, the like this is a house that, like you said, you're in charge of my house, and they gave it to an irresponsible person. And was like, cool, I'll take care of it. And they invited everyone they knew. And like, like, this isn't even their house. Like, there's pictures of a different family on the walls. But anyway, oh, this God. toilet, this toilet, it was like technically under construction. No one else yeah. used it. You're the first person, but it sucks. Okay. So, like, two other horrible options come to mind. Um, one of them is a story from what happened to a friend of a friend in high school during a band trip because he did do that very thing that the question is is saying in the bushes. No, he used the toilet in the bathroom and uh, completely clogged it up after a full, <laughs> after a full day of them like doing band things. And then he, he comes, he comes back, clogs up the toilet. Someone in the band group decided that tacos, tacos and burritos, food mm-hmm. was the way to go. Um, so the toilet's destroyed. You're not allowed to leave the room anymore, like after dark, because they tape the room to make sure that the kids aren't sneaking out and doing things that they shouldn't be doing, and the tape can't be broken in the morning. I think he ended up trying to call down for a uh, for a plunger he tried to call the call the people but for some reason logistically that didn't work the first time no one picked up the room he was like no one's at the desk so he like he's like don't worry guys i'm a boy scout and goes down and fixes it himself with his, manually with his hands um oh so you know like there's an option there um and of oh. course another guy in the room is like uh, like five minutes later they're all super tired and sleep deprived but like calls up downstairs and like gets a response because it's a hotel so you'll get a response if you keep calling downstairs and then of course they have plungers because again it's a hotel but by this time the kid had already boy scouted his way through the toilet oh um, so like you know there there are options is what i'm saying and, like oh my god <laughs> and then there's always the garbage can option there's there's a garbage Ooh. Like, like as an adult, like, like as a human sized dog, like, yeah. do the let, same let, way. Oh man, I hate let, this. Let me, let me be, let me be perfectly clear with how this toilet's going to go down. The flushing, <laughs> the flushing sucks. There is no plunger. There is no toilet cleaner. There are no wire hangers. There are no snaking things that go down to the drain to clean hair. There is a trash bag, although it's mostly full. And the Boy Scout option and, is horrible. The Boy Scout option, yeah, I can't take away your hands. So, yeah, go <laughs> go for it. Um, I mean, but I, I, this I part, like to end the previous huh? question. Oh, yeah. yeah you, 
<laughs> you could have both hands. This party is bumping, so no one's going to hear your cries for help or whatever. And <laughs> like, and, and there's people actually like there's you know there's some people actually waiting to come in after you. And the, oh, and there's no window. There's no window too. There's no. This is a sealed bathroom, and you're out of air freshener, but there is a fan, and there's no candles. You are giving me a hard time here, aren't you? Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to make this realistic. I have to paint you a picture. You're asking me a bunch of specific questions. I have we to be specific. Um, realistic, you say. We've broken into a stranger's home already. It, you, party. You've not broken. You had the keys. The, the person who invited you, they were house-sitting. This is a house-sitting situation. It's not his house. So if you... <laughs> this is a house-sitting situation. You've legally broken in. Okay, there's a difference. Okay. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, and how well do I know the people in the party? Like, uh, you know, two people who are throwing it, and one of them is the person who was invited to house it. Okay, but you, and you don't know them too well. They're kind of like friends. Yeah. You knew they'd be inviting other friends. You just want to go to yeah. the party. Yeah. And pay me a pay me a picture of the outside, right? Like, is this the um? Because I have seen someone like i have seen people have relations on the front lawn of a fraternity before mm. um so like is this a front lawn type situation a backyard a rural deserted forest um <laughs> you know you choose that option you've signed up for the horror movie entirely you're full tilt decided that you're in a horror movie now i don't know what type of horror movies have the, well i guess there's a couple where they get killed while on the toilet but um <laughs> yeah and, what situation do we have here if you go to the backyard there's a few people smoking out there, you know, like they're the kind of the more quiet people drinking beers on the backboard. Like they're kind of just around and you run the risk. Like, let's say like there's like a there's like there's like a 40 percent chance of someone walking by and seeing you behind there in the bushes. But mostly mm -hmm. no one's really paying attention. It's kind of just just kind of vibing out there. And yeah, they can walk past you, but they won't really know unless, you know, you're kind of you're yeah. kind of. You're tempting fate a little bit. And also, what are you going to use to wipe when you're out there? How loud are you going to be when you're out there? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Hold on. Are you going to bring your toilet paper with you? Because then you're drawing more eyes. So, yeah. Yeah, logistically, this sounds like a trash bag type situation. Oh, so you're like uh, going to go to the kitchen and find a trash bag and like full on? Yeah. Screw. Yeah, honestly, I have no shame. I'd announce it at that point. Like everyone at the party knows what your options are. Yeah, I think I think a garbage bag is the uh, the way to go. So you're picking the backyard or the toilet or with the with the with the trash bag? Oh, I'm definitely picking the bathroom with the trash bag. Come on, like that gives you the options to like wipe and and wash your hands and clean up. Like, why would you go into the backyard with a garbage bag? That's a good point. Okay, again, like, I think going, like, later, but like you can just like immediately dump in trash. I would think. <sighs> Yeah, that's a pretty good answer. It's really gross, but oh, yeah. Horrible. I, I really, truly hope that never in my life is this a situation I have to consider. Well, you've jinxed it. And now, oh, at, least, now at least you've thought through the options. Um, <laughs> we have truly spent too much time on poop. And it's time for <laughs> us. It's time for us to move on. This was fun. Oh, my gosh. I'm glad. Uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you for being on. I want to say thank you to the listeners of A Thousand Crazy Questions the podcast for tuning in again that one specific place i mentioned earlier was podchaser.com is pretty much the imbd of podcasts it's a great place to find new podcasts and get hooked on ones like this go to google look at the name podchaser.com 
look at my thing on podchaser.com, leave a review there or find new stuff there. And uh, yeah, more updates to come. Please follow 1000 Crazy Questions on Instagram. That's where I have the most updates and stuff like that. All right, Ria, I would like to hand over the spotlight to you. Is there anything that you'd like to plug or tell the listeners in general? Oh, I mean, I guess I could plug uh, California's Advancing Civic Education or CASE. If anyone wants to uh, participate in a national uh, high school level civic education competition, we're always looking for to expand that network and, and have more people who know more like civically minded people. Google We the People the Civic Education Competition. I think that that is a really interesting program for giving back and getting students involved, high school level students involved with the government and more motivated to make positive changes in the world. So yeah, that'd be really cool. This has been super fun, Houston. Thanks for having me. Cool. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for being on. It was great having you talking about poop and presidents and stuff like that. Um, That's why I do this. (laughs) Everyone, uh, stay safe. Share this with your friends. Share this with your enemies. And goodbye. As always, follow my music producer D800 D-800 at BeatStarsOrSoundCloud.com.